Hey guys, Gino Vento from FX's Minds MC, and you are listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, Blue. A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more from deep inside the man cave. Your host, Elias. Gino, welcome to the cave. Hey, thanks for having me. What's going on, man? Be here. What's new with you? Uh, season two of Minds MC, that's new. Um, you know, I'm very excited about that. You've been busy the last um, few years. Yeah, yeah, I have. I've been very fortunate the past few years. It's been, been great. Yeah, the listeners know you, like you said, uh, the Mayans, and of course, you know, the Bloodlines, the Last OG, the Deuce, and we'll talk about that. Let's talk a little about you. Uh, where are you originally from? So I was born in Queens, New York. Uh, and uh, in 1996, there was a blizzard. And that's when my parents decided to move down to the sixth borough, Miami, Florida. And uh, I grew up in Miami after that. Then I moved back to New York for work after after wrapping up Bloodline. Oh, wow. How old were you when you moved to Miami? I was 10. Okay. All right. 10 so, years old. So you still remember everything from Queens, growing up in Queens? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. So as a kid, grow- New York. As a kid growing up, what, what were you into? Uh, like what age? Uh, any age, just growing up in general. Um, let's see. When I was real young, I was into being outside a lot, riding bike you know, going on adventures like that with friends. Uh, I'd always come home with, like, my knees all bloody, my elbows all bloody just from busting my ass. And then uh, as I got older, I got into uh, music. Music played a big role in my life. Um, and I uh, got, got a guitar from my Uncle Mario. And uh, that that definitely uh, changed the direction where my life was headed for sure. Um, oh, go ahead. Uh, so, so I mean, definitely music. Uh, music was a big part of my life, and um, and I guess what else? What else was I into as a kid? Uh, I liked Beavis and Butthead a lot, to be honest. That was my shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody liked the growing up in the nineties. Oh man, it was it was great. That and I liked Spawn a lot, the animated series on HBO. So uh, I ran online. You were a lead singer of a. Uh... A punk metal band. How did you? You said you loved music, but how did you like get into that? Uh, so I I can't sing like sing for real like Michael Bublé. I can't do that. Uh, but I could yell. And uh, what's cool about punk and metal music? You don't. There's no right way to sound. You just sound however you sound, which is really cool. Uh, but yeah, I just um, you know, uh, uh, my friend Juan in Miami put me on to some cool bands, and then uh just being young, like early internet days, like LimeWire and Napster, uh, was a fun time because uh, you were sort of searching out new bands. And, um, you know, I grew a bigger interest in it. I was like, and I just wanted to find whatever was heavier or, or just more or just more interesting stuff I, I wasn't listening to on the radio. And that definitely, that's where I learned about hardcore and punk music and all that. What were some of the bands that you were, you were into? 
I remember my friend Juan. Uh, he he gave me this uh, this this one CD. Uh, uh, until the end, they're straight edge band out of Florida, out of Fort Lauderdale, you know, South Florida. Great band. Uh, that was one band that I thought was cool. Hatebreed was is a very big band that influenced uh, my band sound. Uh, Earth Crisis, Minor Threat, Madball, Agnostic Front, Crow Mags. Uh, the list goes on. Oh wow! So how did you check those out for whoever's listening? Definitely uh, oh, check sure. all those bands out, please. Uh, so how did you transition going? You know, playing in a band. All of a sudden, you're like, you one day you said, I want to go get into the acting world. Uh, well, it's they sort of parallel each other. You know, they're both storytelling, just different different mediums, right? You know, one is just uh, through lyrics and on a stage with music, and the other one is not with lyrics, but with you know, it could be considered poetry what these writers write, you know, and then the audience uh, is the viewers on television. So, I think there there are similarities in music and and acting which I, I love. But uh, for me, it started with uh, just being on tour and between tours, needing uh, to occupy my mind. Otherwise, I go crazy if I'm, if I'm still for too long. So uh, I fell into, I just sort of fell into it and then uh, took some classes and realized, like, oh, wow, this is, this is really cool. I want to do this for real. So how long did you take acting classes for before you uh, booked your first gig? Uh <laughs> To be honest, I am not the best student, <laughs> so I wasn't. Uh, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I wasn't in class for very long. But uh, I took a couple workshops. Uh, There's this one casting director in in Miami, Lori Wyman, who, if you're an actor in South Florida and and you want some some good training, I definitely recommend her workshop. She's great. I love her. She uh, eventually casted me on Bloodline. She has some some great uh, auditioning workshops, but um. I guess not very long, to be honest. I, I took a couple classes. I stopped going. I, I did the workshops. The workshops are, are just easier for someone like myself that doesn't like classes really, yeah. Uh, because you go you go for the day and the two days or the week or whatever you learn and, and you're out. Um, so I was out, you know, not very long, honestly. Like did it for for about a, a couple of years, and then then yeah. yeah. Was Bloodline your your first big gig? Uh, that was the, uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It wasn't my first gig. My first gig, my first SAG credit was uh, I did a show on VH1 called Single Ladies, and I played Guy Friend. <laughs> um, and that's all I was. I was just like a dude, just, you know, passing the story along. But uh, Bloodline was definitely the one that, like, changed the game for me, for sure. Yeah. How was it being on a, on a you know, th that was a pretty big hit show on Netflix, Bloodline, for a few years. How was it being on a show like that? Oh, it was, it was awesome. It was so cool. I didn't know where what was going to happen with it or where it was headed. I was just happy to be there because I was, I, was, I was already a fan of Ben Mendelsohn uh, beforehand, you know? Like, yeah, he's he's so he's so good to watch. Um I had just watched uh, Killing Them Softly and A Place Beyond the Pines right before booking Bloodline. So it was, it was really cool. And he was in both those films, and he's just amazing yeah. in them. So it was, it, was, it was really exciting. It was an exciting time for me. I was working on the keys. It was hot. It was, like, sticky. But it, was, it was, like, a unique smell. You smell the ocean. It was, it was beautiful. Yeah. Were you disappointed the show ended a little bit early than the fans wanted it to? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I... 
I wish the show would have went on for longer, but uh, but it happened, you know, and it is. I, I know those, those guys will probably come up with another show. I hope that that fans will enjoy. So now, uh, now of course, you started FX as the Mayans. Can you tell the listeners what the show is about if they haven't watched it yet? Mayans MC is a spinoff from Sons of Anarchy, and it follows the Mayan MC, the Mayans Motorcycle Club. And uh, it, it's truly about uh, Easy and Angel Reyes and their dynamic as brothers. Easy is a prospect. Angel is a full-patched member of the club. And... Uh, and just following that, and then it also has the ties between a rebel group and the uh, Galindo cartel, hmm. and how all these worlds sort of intertwine with each other. Um, can you tell us about the uh, the audition for the show when you went to try it out for it? Uh, yeah, I uh, I read for a couple different roles before getting Nestor Osetera. I uh, but uh, Kurt and Elgin felt that I was the best fit for Nestor compared to the other roles I had read for and uh Kurt had said that I, I have something evil in my eyes that works for Nestor so <laughs> I was like all right cool I dig it I'll take it so you played Nestor how could you how would you describe the character Nestor quite right <laughs> that's it that's him he's a he's a, he's a man of few words <laughs> <laughs> you're right about um, that you're right yeah. Would so you... Nestor Nestor Soteva is a sicario, which is hitman for the Galindo cartel. He is a very loyal dude, very loyal to the Galindo family and organization. Um, former military. Uh, yeah, that's, that's that's Nestor, loyal dude yeah. for sure. How did how did you prepare for the role? What kind of research did you, did you do? There's a good book. Uh, an autobiography that Danny Pino, who plays Miguel Galindo, my boss, gave me. It's called Confessions of a Cartel Hitman, and it's written by Martin Corona. And it's, just a, it's a true story about this dude, you know, who was involved in San Diego, and and he was a sicario. So that was definitely uh, something I referenced a lot in uh, doing research for Nestor. How long do you think you? How long do you think it took you to get ready for that role? Uh, well, I didn't have too much. I was still getting ready while we were shooting because, uh, I read for a completely different character and then I was offered Nestor. Wow. So I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't have too much time to prepare, to be honest. Yeah. Now, was there... Uh, like, I read for... What? Go ahead. No, go ahead. I read for a role maybe on a Tuesday and then by that Friday I was offered the Nestor role. Wow, and then we were shooting on set, I believe, Monday. Wow, so yeah, so that went, that went pretty fast. Now, was there anything that you added? Yeah. To, was there anything that you added to Nestor that wasn't like, like, your own something of your own to him? Uh, as far as um, physical, yeah, uh, the braids, and then I I suggested the the shooter glasses, the yellow frames. Yeah. Um, so that was that was uh, my input, and as far as uh, uh, on the page, you know, I truly try to honor what the writers write for it. So because it's their voice, you know, it, it, I, I don't want to discredit them for, for all their hard work. So I, I honestly try to honor everything that they they put on the page for me to do. Yeah. How um, 
Is it fun playing, Nestor? It is, man. I got to say, it, it, it really is. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a dude that's way different than what I'm like in real life. So uh, it is uh, It is a lot of fun, especially, uh, especially in season one, getting to do all those action scenes and all that. That's a blast. I love all that. I grew up, my dad watched action flicks when I was young. I used to be obsessed with Steven Seagal when I was a kid. Uh, not anymore. But, <laughs> but uh, That's everybody. But, but yeah, right. <laughs> So yeah, it is a lot of fun. I'll say for sure. How how is it working with the cast of the show? It's cool, man. We um, you know, everyone gets along. A lot of us hang out outside of work, and it builds that bond. So that bond you see on screen is true off screen as well. Do you have um? Do you have a favorite scene that you're in, as Nestor? Uh, I can't say what my favorite scene for season two is. I do have a few favorites that are coming up uh, that I'm very excited about. Um, but as far as uh, my favorite scenes in season one, I really like uh, my scene in, I think it was episode three with, uh, with Bala when I go into the, you know, this house and then, you know, we take the, the kids and then we sort of recruit them into the cartel. Yeah. That scene was when I kind of we kick in the door, and that was great. And then also, I truly love my scene at the end, getting demoted. Even though it sucks because I did get a demotion, but that scene uh, was just a lot of fun. You know, working with Danny Pino like that, and it was directed by Elgin James, who mm. is a true artist. Honestly, he's a rare one for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> so I mentioned before you've been busy in the acting world for the last few years. Who do you think are some of your like your influences in the acting world? Is there anybody that you look up to? That you try to model yourself after? Uh, um, yeah, I mean, there's so many actors that I that I, I love. Uh, I love Brad Pitt. I, you know, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood just came out, so I just saw him in that. Uh, I think he has a cool career. Uh, I think John Bernthal has a great career. Uh, very cool, you know. Uh, so cool to watch. Um, you know, those are definitely some some actors I do enjoy watching and I think that have cool careers. John Leguizamo was a big influence of mine growing up, seeing him on screen. Uh, Jimmy Smith, either Jimmy Smith and John Leguizamo was the first time I saw dudes on screen that I felt like I like, oh wow, I kind of see myself in these guys. Like yeah. you know, so as far as like career wise, I think Theo Theo Rossi has a cool career, you know, son's alumni. <clears throat> So now, like, you said, you know, you didn't do the acting school as much, but you did the workshops and everything. How do you try to improve your acting skills every day? Uh, I read, man. I try to read. Uh, I I just try to be present. I don't I don't like to... But I also don't like to cloud my judgment too much, you know, because uh, I did get some advice from uh, uh, Jamie McShane, who I worked with on Bloodline. Amazing actor. You know, there is such thing as being overtrained. You know, you just want to be prepared... You know, and, you know, and go to class. Yeah. Like if it works for you, find, find whatever works for you, whether it's reading books on it, whether it's just, you know, doing the work at home, watching videos on it, uh, getting coached. I do get coached. I will say that. I don't want to make it seem like I am some weird protege or whatever. And, and, and I don't go to class. I, I, I get coached and I think that for me works best. So if you find yourself that being in a classroom setting doesn't work best for you, there are coaches that, that can do that, and it's more one-on-one. Yeah. What's some, what's some advice that you give out to the young actors that are trying to break into the business? 
Uh, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a marathon. You know, it's not a sprint. So take your time. Be patient. Uh, time and patience for sure. You know, it uh, it's not gonna happen overnight. Um, and just you know, and be passionate about it. You know, you gotta you gotta really care about this shit if you really want to do it. Yeah. Otherwise, what are you doing it for? Don't do it for money. Don't do it because you think you're going to get big, fat paychecks out of it, you know? Because if that's the case, you could also get big, fat paychecks selling drugs. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so. you're right. You're right. Do you have, like, a dream role? So, just... Go ahead. A, a, dream, a dream role? Yeah. Do you have, like, a dream role that you want to play someday? Um, hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, did you watch uh, Romeo and Juliet with... Uh, with Leonardo DiCaprio many many years ago yes yeah so I, I would love to be in a film like that to be honest you know like uh yeah like the Montagues and like oh this is so sick but I guess a, a dream role to be honest Nestor, Nestor is essentially a dream role I really did want to be a part of this world before it happened and now here I am uh so it's uh, a dream come true I guess yeah uh but It'd be nice also to play a character that has uh, a wife or a dog and not a gun or a knife. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, but, you, don't, uh, you, don't, you don't always want to play the bad yeah. guy. Well, no, it's fun. I, I love playing bad guys, but it'd be cool to, to, to not. Yeah. I wouldn't, maybe that's not a dream role, but it'd be interesting. Where do you, so where do you see yourself 10 to 20 years from now? Oof. Tough question. I don't know. I hope... Uh, I hope mine lasts a long time. I hope we're around for a minute. And uh, I would love to do... Uh, I, I, that's, that's a tough question. Because like, as far as film, there's so many films that I, that I love, that I like to be a part of, you know? Then there's also, like, I like big franchise stuff as well. Like, I love, I love Marvel. I think everybody does. You oh, know? yeah. So I like stuff like that. But there's films that, that, that I like, uh, that I love to be a part of, like... Killing them softly. I mentioned earlier Brad Pitt and James Gandolfini. Peace. Um, I love the drop with Tom Hardy. Very cool film. You know, good time. Uh, films like that are definitely films that I, you know, I connect more with and I just enjoy watching. Yeah. Uh, and then as far as like television, you know, um, who knows, man? It's, it's hard. I just, you know, wherever the work takes me, you know, as, as long as I'm passionate about it and I'm happy to be there and everyone's cool, I'm a happy camper. So when you're not working on your downtime, what do you enjoy doing? Uh, you know, I used to run a lot. I used to run track when I was young. I do like running. Uh, clears my mind. I like doing that. And... Uh, Truly, I'm such a fan of, like, film. I, I try to go to the movies as often as I can, uh, even when I am working. Uh, but when I'm not, I, I do try to enjoy that. Um, I like to go to Miami when I can, visit family. That's where my family still lives. My friends are there. Shout out 305. <laughs> now, do you have any uh, future upcoming projects projects that you can share with the listeners? Uh, right now, no. I'm just totally zoned in on Mayans. You know, we were still, even though the, the show was airing, yeah. uh, we we actually didn't, the season didn't wrap up till, till yesterday. So, uh, just I, all my energy has been on that as of now. So, we'll see what happens after after we officially wrap. Yeah. 
see what's next. So now uh, how can the listeners find you on social media? Do you interact with the listeners? Uh, in- uh, yeah, yeah, I try to. I'm not the best at social media. Uh, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm a little more active on Twitter. And on Twitter, I am uh, at Gino Vento. And it's the same on Instagram. All right. Is at there, Gino Vento. Is there anything else you want to uh, share with the listeners before we end this? Uh, no, I just want to thank you for having me. This has been really cool. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Mother of exiles, the torch of hope in the toss of the tempest through us madison's rope but the brazen giant within the stride blocks the golden door to the u.s of lies fuck your huddle masses scrub our floors cut our Pray for